0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Please be seated. Jesus came down with the twelve apostles and stood on a level place. This begins what is commonly known as Jesus' Sermon on the Plain in Luke's Gospel. It's one of the longest teaching discourses in Luke. And our lectionary divides it into two parts over this week and next. This week we have the Beatitudes. Jesus offers to his disciples a series of blessings and woes. And let's pause there for a moment I think our society often confuses what Jesus meant by blessed and woe. In general, our society believes that blessed is understood as some sort of benefit given by God that is tangible in some way. As if it is some sort of perfect life free from struggle or want or need. This is often perverted by those who proclaim the so-called prosperity gospel, where God has blessed those who have achieved what is known as worldly success, material possessions. But such proclamations run counter to what Jesus actually said, how he lived, and how he called upon his disciples to live in following him blessed as Jesus presents it is more about recognizing God's presence and having a deep and abiding awareness of being part of the Jesus movement, a movement working toward the realization of God's realm. It does not mean the absence of struggle. We see throughout scripture where the Jesus movement faced hatred, exclusion, persecution, being reviled, defamed, and even victims of violence and death. So that tends to happen when people are confronted by a movement which calls for a transformation of society, which may run counter to personal agendas, power, wealth, comfort, and prestige. So being blessed is not having this perfect life free from struggle or hardship. Being blessed is living more fully into the ever abiding presence of God. It is having a deep awareness that we are part of this movement led by Jesus that shares God's vision for the world and is actively working to make that vision more fully present. So what about the woes? At first glance, it would seem a woe indicates a punishing fate, a bit of they'll get theirs or get what's coming to them. But how does that match with Jesus proclaiming a God of love, grace, and forgiveness? There are a number of biblical scholars who suggest that The woes found in the Beatitudes should be read more like warnings. A call to repent, to turn around, and to begin living in the ways of God. An invitation to live like those who are blessed. An invitation to be part of the Jesus movement. That seems to me, at least, to make a little more sense. We know Jesus had a great diversity of people as his disciples, rich, poor, men, women, Jews, Gentiles. The list goes on. Jesus was always about widening the circle. It was the generosity of wealthy disciples who funded much of the Jesus movement. Being blessed or receiving a warning, a woe, had less to do with one's particular social location and more to do with their perspective and actions. Did they recognize God's presence? Did they live with an awareness of God's vision for the world? Were they actively participating in working for that social transformation to move towards God's realm, to enact God's vision? or did they live for themselves, focusing on their own comfort, their power, their wealth, their prestige, particularly if it was at the expense into the oppression of others. Jesus wants to overturn conventional thinking about what matters. He wants to shock those persons with wealth and power prestige, those who are living for themselves. Jesus wants the privileged of society to ask if these things are but illusions, preventing them from seeing God fully, from seeing others as God sees others. Perhaps if it is even preventing them from seeing themselves as God sees them. Jesus wants the privilege to consider if they are mostly living for themselves, Or are they willing to give of themselves to advance God's vision for the world? The world in which we live doesn't seem to work the way that God envisions it. That isn't the world we know. Sometimes we may even wonder if we've made that much progress over 2,000 years of this Jesus movement. The truth is, we have. An equal truth is there is still work to do. There are many who fight against the world being a level place for all. We couldn't see the disparity between rich and poor, or racism, or sexism, or homophobia, or any of the other biases, prejudices, and oppressions present in our world if a level place for all were the norm. It is better in some places than others, but everywhere the human condition struggles. But if struggle is not the absence of blessings, and woes are an invitation to join the Jesus movement for the social transformations God envisions for creation, then there certainly is hope and not an empty or a false hope either. Real hope, real progress. Jesus came down with the 12 apostles and stood on a level place. Could it be that Jesus is inviting each and every one of us to stand with him on that level place, to know God more fully, to share God's vision for creation? to be active participants in a movement powered by the love of God. It is from that place, that level place, where we can share with Jesus an outlook for the world which moves us closer to the reality of God's realm for all. Amen.